Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. Today, we have on a digital content creator, social media influencer, verified Reiki master teacher, jujitsu practitioner, podcast host, and the mental health advocate, Vicky Slick Vic Magyar. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I'm glad I pronounced your last name right. It's not a hard last name, but I always want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, people people just add their own letters, I think, at the end, which I don't know why people do that, but you got it. You got it. That was perfect. Fantastic. Let's start off with this. What does mental health mean to you? Mm. It means, uh, honestly, mental health is is uh, patience to me. Patience. Um, and I say that because uh, just being a mental health advocate myself, going through school and studying it, I think the biggest thing with mental health that people forget is to be patient with others and patient with themselves. Because uh, I think we're constantly learning about our own mental health, and it's it's easy to um, get caught up in little things and then not have compassion. And I say that the same way, reflecting towards other people as well, because we're all going through crazy things that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Patience. Patience. Patience is a virtue, right? That's what they say. It is. It is. I I literally have a bracelet with one of my very good friends from back home in Ohio because I live in Florida now, but back home in Ohio, like, um, she made me a bracelet that says patience on it because I am one of the most impatient people out there, which is funny that I said that, but I'm very impatient and it is a reminder all the time to breathe. I'm so impatient that I have to buy the fast pass at like theme parks (laughs) because I'm not waiting in line. I'll spend the extra money, but I'm not waiting in line. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I do. Uh, What's your relationship with mental health? So, um, kind of just spewed it out there a little bit right there. But um, my, so I went and got my master's degree in education and I emphasis it on uh, school counseling. So I was, before I was really wanting to work with children and their mental health, obviously in a school setting. And so in the training process, the education process, I, it's funny, I was in the middle of my master's degree and I was like, do I really want to go through school counseling? Because I ended up wanting to, you know, go towards more adults. But I was like, oh, I'm halfway through. I'm just going to finish it out. I'm glad I did. But then I went and became a school counselor and automatically I was like, I love this, but I also feel like I shouldn't, I don't belong in a school. I felt like I belonged outside of school and nothing wrong with children, but I felt as though I would do better with adults. And so, you know, fast forward, I started just doing my own kind of coaching. Um, I'm, I'm still licensed as a school counselor, but with my education and everything like that, I decided just to make my own kind of coaching Um, I got an LLC and then I was just like, I'm going to just help people in general. And it kind of just went into a lot of other spiritual things, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about a little bit too, but that's my relationship with it is that I, I like to, I like to help people through, um, what I've learned through my credentials, my degrees and experience, uh, to, to work through their own stuff. So at the end of the day, I try to tell people like, if you're a counselor, if you're a coach, et cetera, you're, you can hold their hand for a little bit, but then you've got to teach them so that they can do it on their own. Cause 
that's, I think, the the biggest success for anyone is to learn something and then to implement it and to get better at it. And it's never perfect. You know, um, we're always going to have things that happen to us because that's the nature of being human. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like, all right, we had a really good day, but, you know, something else is going to happen. So what do you do? You know what I mean? So that's why I try to tell people, you know, be grateful, practice your affirmations, do things every day so that when that stuff does happen, you can cut down the frequency, you can cut down the duration of those things because it's going to happen regardless. Life is going to throw you crazy wrenches. It's just, you know, what are you going to do when it happens? So that's, it's kind of all together, my uh, relationship with mental health. <laughs> so you said you like helping people. Was that the main motivation to keep on pursuing your career? Or is there something else that was there that motivated you to not stop? I, th- You know, it's fine. So I, I think it's interesting. A lot of people go into careers from my, you know, understanding from my own experience, because it's something in which they felt they were passionate about in their own life. Um, or maybe they had a situation where it was like, wow, like sometimes doctors, right? Uh, I've heard this a lot from doctors. Like I just, I always loved, you know, taking the splinters out of my family's like, you know, fingers or something like that. Or I just liked helping people from a young age, or I had an amazing doctor who helped me. So then I wanted to go and help people. I think for me, I grew up in a, in a wonderful household. I'm the middle of five children, but I was a like picture perfect, you know, definition of a middle child. I was like reckless, rebellious. I was, I was kind of forgotten, I think, a lot of times, and not really forgotten, forgotten, like right. we're like home alone, but <laughs> but just like, oh hey, like you know, we got the older ones doing their thing, the younger ones, and you kind of just get lost in the shuffle. And for anyone who is who's ever experienced that, whether you are a middle child or not, you tend to just defend you you just do things for yourself. You know what I mean? You end up being very independent, but with that becomes a lot of you know struggle, I would say. And I think with that as well, I was always just like the mediator and I was very much like a people pleaser. And there's a lot of things like that that sound really awesome, but that is like wear and tear on you, man, like your mental health at times and your emotional health in general. And so I felt connected with that. And I felt as though I could connect with individuals in general because of that position of where I was in my own life. So that's what kind of drove me into mental health. Um, you know, and then I just, I just kind of fell in love with it. I fell in love with the fact that it, it really doesn't take much to help people. If you're just a really great listener and you, yep. you know, you want them to feel better. So you're just there for them. You hold space. You're just a good person. That's pretty much what it is. Oh, well, well <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you have the flow with this for a little bit. What is Reiki and how is it beneficial? Yeah. So Reiki, um, so it's it's very much like a spiritual practice, and um, to not go super deep into it, but to kind of keep it like you know light yeah. and digestible. Uh, so I was introduced to this by, believe it or not, one of my professors in my master's program. It was actually after I got out of school counseling, and to be honest with you, I got super depressed because I had left a position here in Florida, went back home to Ohio, and I was quote unquote lost. I didn't know what to do. Um, but I was always driven to uh, towards like more holistic health. Um, I believe that the Western, you know, medicine has a place in this world, hundred percent. But I feel as though there's a lot of times where we don't have to just, you know, take pills to solve our problems all the time. Um, you know, they definitely help, but I think a lot of times we we tend to overdo it. So I was like, what are some other holistic practices? So I started diving into things. But yeah, so Reiki is just basically an energy therapy, if you if you want. 
Um, and, and so it's, for me, it's, it's actually a process for myself. Like anytime I'm working with a, with a client, it's, it's always rewarding for me, but it's a way for them to relax and to get into a meditative state so that, you know, if you believe in this or not, cause sometimes, you know, it seems a little like out there for people, but it's for me to able to like relax and relax them and for them to just take time to enjoy the relaxation and to meditate themselves. Sometimes that's really what it is. People can't sit still. We were just talking about ADHD before this. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of individuals where unless they're, you know, quote unquote forced to meditate. And I say forced because obviously if someone's coming to me, they don't feel forced, but they're like, Oh, this is part of it. Right. So I have to be quiet. I have to be still. And it might be the only time that they're really, really still other than they're sleeping. So it's just, it's a very, um, present kind of therapy, if that makes any sense. So that's why I enjoy it. And it, 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 you know, it it seems to help all the people in which I work with. Yeah. A lot of people call that like woo woo science, I think it's called, but I feel like it's more beneficial than harmful. So it's like, why not try it? Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And it's, um, light, it's light touching, if not no touching at all. So a lot of people are like, so what are you doing with your hands, et cetera? Are you massaging people? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I've done it over zooms. I've done it just, you know, uh, you know, through distance. I mean, like I'm, I'm here in Florida. I was living in Ohio. I was working with people, um, out of the country before I've, you know, California, et cetera. It doesn't have to be in person. Um, a lot of times it is just a state of mind. So, uh, but the added benefit of in-person is great because then you really are feeling like that physical energy. Fantastic. Yeah. So you're, you're also a coach. Uh, you yeah. try to find mo- great joy in life. How does one find joy and how do you make <laughs> your own happiness? This is interesting. Cause I would say throughout the years, this, the definition of this has changed for me. I do believe that you are in total control of your happiness. And this goes back to also um, emotions in general um, and and feelings and whatnot, because I'm I'm sure you probably have heard like, you know, no one can make you feel anything yet. There's so many times when people hurt us and we, we, we tend to blame them, et cetera. And I'm not talking about like a physical pain. Obviously if someone punches you in the face, yeah, this person made me. Yeah. (laughs) This person hurt me. (laughs) But the, but the mental, mental aspect of it, you know, that's what people don't see. Um, but through my own experiences and experiences with clients, there is a lot of responsibility there. I think that we, and it sucks to say this, but it's like, we have to be responsible for that. Right. Um, and emotions and feelings, a lot of times are attached to what, like an experience that we had or some sort of thought that just pops in randomly. So it's like, what are we doing with that? Um, so at the end of the day, I think, it's, it's, we are in control of all of that. Even when it feels like it's out of control, it's just learning how to control that. And, and sometimes it is about letting go and not having control, which is, I know there's a lot of control out there. I just said a lot of different control things, Yeah, yeah. but I think you get what I'm saying. It's, it's, um, sometimes you just got to feel it and you got to sit there with it and you have to go towards it because that will probably be the most beneficial thing you can do. Cause I think the more you stuff it away, it's kind of like putting something under a rug, right? Like, you know, if we just put all our trash under a rug and expect it to go, away, what's going to happen? We're going to get ants. We're going to trip over it, whatever. Versus like, let's just face the problem. Let's just get rid of it and see what happens. Right. Then we're going to start to clear out things and we'll get better at not pushing things under the rug. Cause we're going to recognize the last time we did that, what happened. Right. So it's just like those little things that we do over time and we can start to say, okay, is this something that makes me happy or not? No. So we recognize it and we, and we go a different path, you know, 
And there, I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing it. It's just figuring out what works for you. So that's why I think when you're finding your joy, you're finding your happiness, it truly is a very intimate process. And I don't think there's any cookie cutter way to do it as well. I mean, there's tons of books on it and I'm, I'm trying to write one myself, you know, <laughs> but oh, yeah. The, you know, and it's like, but at the end of the day, it, it is such a journey that is so individualized that um, that's why I think you are in control of your happiness. And I don't think life is always about just being 100% happy either. I think as long as you're, that's the goal of yours, right? Um, then you're on the right path. But also realizing that it doesn't have to be perfect, I think is the main thing with that. What makes you happy? Gosh, jujitsu. <laughs> well, mostly because we were talking about. It, I just got done training, and I'm yeah. about to tell you. Oh my gosh, there's such a like release of you know dopamine and serotonin and all that, like the juicy hormones that just make you want to just love life. And yeah. you walk out it, and like you know, you're just drenched in sweat, and everyone else's sweat, and you're like, life is amazing. You know what I mean? Like I literally was just fighting for my life for like two and a half hours. And I walk out with a big smile on my face. It's like the best feeling in the world, yep. but that makes me happy. Um, to be honest with you, sunny days make me really happy. I'm such a, I, that's why I moved here to Florida. I love being in the sun. And I, I mean, there's obviously huge benefits from being in the sun, but it just makes me happy. Um, and I think when I, uh, talking about clients and stuff like that. It's, it's the moments when someone tells me like, thank you. That really helped me that just that phrase. I, I could literally be like, all right, cool. If I die today, I'm good. You know what yep. I mean? Like that is what it's all about. I, um, seeing people, seeing other people get happy makes me happy. That's good. I like that answer yeah. a lot. How long have you yeah. been training jujitsu? Um, I started late fall of 2018. So I've been on the journey for a little while now, but yeah, that's, I actually walked into my, my original gym and went, I want to punch people in the face. And they're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, I'm serious. I want to feel like an MMA fighter. They're like, all right, like, let's get you down with some groundwork. I'm like groundwork. What? And I just fell in love with jujitsu. Yeah. I I love jujitsu as well. Um, how how much of a positive impact has it had on your overall life? I think you just kind of went over it because like, I'm the same way. Like I can go into jujitsu, like very angry, like having a bad day and you come out and you're like, yeah, drenched in sweat. And you're like, I'm having a good day now. I'm telling you, I'm like, so I'm a person who gets hangry. Like I literally, if if there, if that's in the definite, you know, in the, in the dictionary, I'm sure my name's right after it. Like, yes, Vicky Magyar, this is hangry. Cause like I have that all the time. Right. And the minute you eat, you're like, ah, I'm normal. It's kind of like those, um, Snickers commercials, like yep. you need You're Snickers. Yeah. That's how I am with jujitsu a lot of times. It's like I will just if, if a day or two goes by and I haven't trained, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like I feel I just feel aggravated, frustrated. I'm like, ah, it's because I haven't trained, you know? Yeah. So the positive impact it has on me is just more than I can put into words. And it's it it is the training itself, but I I have come to found out, I've come to find out that it's the people too. My gym here in Florida, Gracie West Chase, is and I'm sure you know this because you train, but it is a family. Like it oh, yeah. literally is a family. I look forward to seeing the people there. I look forward to just having conversation with them, even in the middle of like death matches, right? And just drilling. And you're like, Ugh. it's that's what makes it so worthwhile in so many other ways. But um, but that's a positive impact that it has on me because it's 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 there for the hours that I'm there, but also it carries outside of the gym. It just it's mentally stimulated, physically, emotionally everything for me. 
I just like to try to be a good training partner for like the people that are competing. Yeah. Like I, I've competed yeah. before, but it's not for me. I can't turn that switch on where everyone's like, oh, I'm just, I'm like laughing the whole time. Like I'm that training partner. When I roll with you, like there's a good chance you're going to be laughing because I just, I don't take it seriously. Like I do, but I don't. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting you said that because I, I competed as a white belt. I did, um, I did two different competitions and then I completely went like just MIA. I just didn't compete. And I'm now a purple belt. I'm actually competing for the first time since then in two weeks. I'm going to Ohio. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really nervous, but I'm also the training partner that freaking has a blast. Like I'm always laughing and just having, you know, so much fun. And in competition, it's like still have fun. I mean, it should be about having fun, but I need to be serious. So it's going to be interesting. I'll have to let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, please do. That'd be awesome. I definitely root yeah. for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you have a lot of titles. Do you ever deal with imposter syndrome? And then how do you deal with all these titles at once? Oh, gosh. Like, just like different things that I do, you mean? Like, as far as yeah. like titles? and Yeah. This is interesting. I think for me, I get a lot of anxiety over having the titles. And, and what I mean by that is like, I... I've done a lot in my, in my short 34 years of life here, you know, and I am very happy about that, but there's times where I'm like, where do I fit in? Where, you know, in my family, everyone's had like a very strict, solid, like one path career. And then here I am kind of like, I'm like a tree that (laughs) all these different branches. And that explains my personality to a T too. I just, I, I love experimenting and exploring and do a lot of things. And I kind of get bored easy, easily. So I'm like, no, I want to elevate, you know, do other things. But with all that being said, it's hard because there are days, I was just talking about this. There are days where I'm just like, I'm not like the perfect coach. I mean, cause I'm not in the right mindset. You know what I mean? And there's times where you have to just kind of like push through it. Cause you have people that are, they're really, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they need you. They need you. You know what I mean? Like you're responsible for them in that way. And so it's hard because it's like, you've heard the phrase too, like fake it till you make it. There's been times where I've, I've just had to push through and I feel like, am I really doing this right? Am I really this person? Am I like, should I be doing this? I don't know. And I've just come to find out that like, the more I'm questioning it, the more I'm kind of like, like, what's the, like, why? Like, who cares? What, as long as you're doing what you want to do, or you're like, you're, you realize you're, you're going towards that goal of yours of whatever it is. Cause we have all these titles, then you're, you're perfectly perfect in every way or perfectly imperfect in every way. Yeah. And you are on the right path. And that path can fray off into so many different paths too. There's no, you don't have to stick to just that. Um, so with the whole imposter syndrome, yes, I have had it before. Um, many times. And I think what really helps me is just getting grounded and doing things that ground me into like, Hey, it doesn't matter. Like, cause in all honesty, and I, this sounds so morbid, but like we could all die tomorrow. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yes, you do have these, you, these titles and you're proud of them and you worked hard for them and you have people maybe, you know, looking up to you with those titles, but what does it mean to you at the end of the day? Like you could have all these titles, but if it means nothing to you anymore, then, you know, it's up to you to either change that way of thinking to ground yourself, to get back into it or say, all right, it served its purpose. I'm on to the next journey of this. Yeah. You know, it's, that's kind of how I've been trying to live my life now. What are some tips that you give somebody that's burnt out? Cause I feel like we all have burnout. Like what are some tips that you would give? I think that's a time to get silent. Um, and I think it's a time to do a lot of reflection 
work because burnout is usually what it's like when you're, you're doing so much that you're pushing so much energy out. You're pouring now from an empty cup and that should be a huge red flag for you to go, okay, then if I'm burned out, that means that I haven't been replenishing myself. You know, it's kind of like driving a car on fumes. Like eventually it's going to run out because you haven't filled up with gas. So it's just, uh, that's usually like a big wake up call, I think for, at least for me, cause I've been burned out before. So for people that are feeling that, I, I think that's where you need to get back to your roots, whatever that means for you yeah. and say like, why am I doing these things? And how did it get to this point? Do a little reflection and kind of like do a little, okay, let's, let's trace our steps. Okay. So it all started when I took on a second job. Cool. Cause I needed the money. Great. Well then I wasn't balancing the other part. Right. So I was eating crappy. Now my whole body's starting to shut down more. I, I stopped working out. I, you know, I wasn't drinking enough water. Oh, I put this person first because you know, it was blah, 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 blah. You, you know, we can go down a whole kind yeah. of like spiral of things. And there's no judging with that. That's the biggest thing. There's no judging, but it's it's recognizing how it all unraveled and going, okay, cool. I see it. Now, how can I go back and start to gain control again? And what things are really priorities in my life? I think that's really key because I know for myself, I tend to put other people first. And that's just the way I am. I mean, I think that's why I've gone into the careers that I have because I just love pouring into other people. But in doing that, a lot of time, you know, people in mental health, of course, like, you know, school counselors, coaches, counselors in general, they do get burned out really quickly because they're constantly pouring into other people. So that's why self-care is so important. And I always say self-care doesn't mean a spa day. It doesn't mean you have to be like, you know, a whole day. It, It could literally be two hours where you just, you just listen to music. You go for a walk, you watch a movie, you just binge on a show you like. It's whatever it is to you. But you're doing that because you want to do it and that's it. You know? So I think that's the biggest point with burnout is, um, to, to, you know, look within to reflect and do some self-care. You pretty much answered one of my questions, but what does self-care oh. look like for you? Oh, well, <laughs> self-care. Oh boy. Well, self-care for me is, is really kind of what, exactly what I just said. Um, because I'm doing so many things all the time. Self-care is just getting quiet. Um, shutting off technology is big for me because I'm very technologically based with all my different things that I'm doing all the time, whether it be social media or coaching, et cetera. And being in nature, because I am a, I'm gosh, I just love being by the ocean. I love being by the water. I love being in the sun. There's times where I just go for like literally like a two, two and a half hour walk until I can just look into the sunset by the water and mute my phone and just have music playing. And that to me is just one of the best like things I could do for myself, you know? Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a probably number one on my self-care is just getting quiet and being in nature. I like it. We kind of went over this a little bit, but how does one find motivation, especially if they're in a serious bad place? Like, what would you, what would you say? Yeah. Um, that's tough. Um, I think because motivation is hard sometimes to find. And I think that's why discipline is probably more important than motivation. And I know it's, I'm kind of answering it, but I'm not mm-hmm. because sometimes we're not always going to have motivation at the end of the day. It's like, we got to do things sometimes that we really are not motivated to do, but we know we need to get it done. So that's why I think a really solid routine is, is important. And when I say routine, I'm talking about the entire day, like from the minute you wake up to the, till you go to bed. And that's something that I struggle with is not the waking up, but it's the going to bed because I'm such a night owl. But 
my body wants to wake up early. So it's not going to do me any good if I'm up at one o'clock and I have to be up at five. Like that's like, that's silly for my sleep cycle. So the motivation is going to start to dwindle if I'm sleep deprived. So that's why a good solid routine is so important and being disciplined in that routine and also being disciplined in like the reason why you're doing the things you're doing. And that's why going back, it's like recognizing what are your goals? Like, you know, why are you doing the things you're doing? And that way it all kind of goes together. Isn't it crazy how mental health does that? It's like, it's all together. It's like one, it really thing, is. you know, like, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's what, so motivation. So if, if you don't have something set in stone yet, right, let's just say someone doesn't have a solid routine and they're looking for motivation. I think sometimes it's just getting neutral. I say this a lot to people. You don't have to be happy like this. You know, you don't have to break out of that sadness like this. That's going to take time for some people. But I think what's more important is to recognize, okay, this isn't the end of the world, but I know I'm not capable of being super happy right now. I just want to feel like balanced and do what it is. Look, whatever that is for you, do that. Fantastic. Um, It's kind of a tough question, but I feel like a lot of mental health advocates are into yoga. Why do you think that is? (laughs) Well, I think because the practice is very, uh, it's very much about what it's about being present. It's about shutting out everything and just being focused on your breath. And our breath is really, it's life. I mean, yeah. I mean, we know in jujitsu, if you cut off someone's like, they're gone. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you won. But it's, it's about finding that centeredness. It's about tuning out everything. And I I believe that's why a lot of people practice yoga, which is so funny. Side note, I I'm a 200 hour yoga, um, instructor. Like I, I got my certification, um, I haven't been instructing, but I have that. And I used to think that yoga was so silly, so dumb. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I I only do physical contact sports. Like, this is this is what is this, right? Like you're just meditating. It's like, yeah, they really are, you know, with movement. But because I'm such a high energy, like crazy person, it is the best thing for me. It is 100% the best thing for me because it forces me to chill out. And, and so a lot of times in the morning I'll do, um, I don't know if you know about, I don't know. Do you practice yoga yourself? Yeah, I do a little bit. I, that's how I first got into shape was doing yoga. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So you know that it's, it could be tough, but I like Mm -hmm. the yin yoga. So the very, you know, just slow moving, maybe, you know, two to three, well, not two to three, really. It's more like five to six moves for the entire hour, you know? Okay. Um, sometimes a little bit more, but that's because I am so active because I'm doing so many different things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm running, I'm jogging, I'm doing jujitsu, I'm working out. So it's like, I need that hour to decompress and to be very present without a lot of crazy movement, you know? Um, but I think that going back to what you asked, like, I think a lot of people in mental, in the mental health world like that because it's, it's teaching people to, to go inward, which yeah. is so important. Yeah. And also, I'm a short guy, five six. It makes me feel tall when I stretch. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I did the uh, like um, force resistance type of uh, yoga. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good too, though. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I want to try the other ones too. I want to be like in like the hundred degree like weather, like you just sweating out. That's like what I want to do. It's so good. It's you. F- it's such a great detoxer. You know. Yeah. It's good. So you go by the name of Slick Vic. Where does that name come from? <laughs> Yeah, that happened. Oh my gosh. I'm, I believe my best friend gave me that name back in, uh, gosh, I don't know if it was like middle school, high school, whatever. 
And it's funny because the name itself kind of sounds like, like, oh, I'm being slick. Like, you know, like, n- but I'm not, you know, it was just like a rhymey kind of thing. Yeah. And um, it just stuck. It stuck over the years. And I've just used it as like a social media handle. And, and now people do recognize me as slick. So yep. that's kind of where it stemmed from. Yeah. That was like another uh, caveat for why I picked you. Cause I was like, oh, slick Vic. I was like, she's got to be super interesting. I know. <laughs> random <laughs> super random yeah. so you're also a podcast host peace toast and jam what's up with the name and what can people expect with the show ah i'm glad you asked um so because people are i love when people say the name and they're just like they don't ask and i'm like let me tell you what it means yeah. so peace toast and jam i started that i believe 2020 when the whole crazy pandemic happened it was also when i came back from florida and i had lost my way and i was just like i need to do something i need to get my words out but peace, toast, and jam, the actual name, peace means about like the peace sign, you know, mm-hmm. like peace, love, harmony. Um, toast is about food, literally, but also about things that bring you joy. And the jam could also be the food aspect of it, but it's also about like music and what things like outside of that also kind of help you decompress. So the whole point of the podcast was a way to talk about mental health and talk about things in life that brings all those things together. For me, music is super important um because i feel like it can make or break my mood at times which mm-hmm. it doesn't have that much of a control over me but you know i'm sure you ha- i shouldn't say i'm sure but a lot of people do have playlists where it's like oh this is my playlist to get hype right this is my playlist to relax and it's an interesting thing that we do when like you know we can't create that for ourselves so we listen to that and it's it's frequency based a lot of times which helps us relax or helps us get really excited to like, you know, go punch someone in the face, you know, if you're an MMA person, (laughs) but that's what the whole podcast is about. I mean, a lot of times it's me just going on crazy fun rants about life or jujitsu or uh, mental health, something related. Um, I talked about my whole experience from leaving Ohio, coming to Florida, all kinds of just shenanigans that have happened since then. Um, But I've had a lot of people reach out afterwards and just say like, I, that really hit home or, you know, like that, that was, you said it in a way that made sense, you know, you broke it down. So I do it for that reason. Um, and I have had some people on it too, but yours is way better than mine. I'm just going to no. throw it out there. <laughs> no, no way. No, I'm no, working no. on mine. <laughs> I started mine the same like November, 2020 is when this started. So it was a pandemic oh. baby. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We did good. We did good. <laughs> we did good. Before we wrap up, where can everyone find you on the internets? Oh, well, I would say my biggest platform right now has been TikTok. So you can find me on there and Instagram and Twitter. Same handle for all three. It's Slick Vic. B is in boy, A is an apple. Yeah, it does stand for badass. But I just, <laughs> <laughs> even though, because people are always like, what is that? I'm like, Ugh, I, I couldn't just do Slick Vic. It was taken. So I was just trying to think of something on the fly. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. There it works. It's better yeah. than like Slick Vic 57252. Like, know. you know what I mean? I was going to do that or like my birth year. And I'm like, no, I'll just do some random. Uh, so it's stuck too. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you can find me on there. Um, and I do have a website is www.slickvic.com. So if you want to do, if you want to reach out to me for any other reason, you know, you can go there. I feel like Slick Vic's a good jujitsu name because you just like slick through like moves and I stuff. Know, you know. wiggle your way, you shrimp your way out. That is true. That is true. You know what? I need to start pushing that a lot yeah. more. Yeah. I need to get that on my, like on a rash guard, you know, yep. for this competition coming up. Yes. Yep. I like it. Yes. Um. So th- speaking of your competition coming up and pump up yep. music, what would be your personal theme song if you came out to a match? 
Oh man, you know, um, you know, for some reason, and this is on the fly, I feel like it would either be extreme, like Rocky, like one of Rockies, like, and I'm obsessed with the fourth one. With oh, the Rocky. Rocky Four is the best yeah. one. <laughs> the like, end of the Cold War. Yes, it is the best. Like everything. Uh, uh, is it Draco Draco? Draco? Was that his name? Uh, Draco. Drago. Drago. I'm sorry, Drago. Yes. Freaking love that one. So I'd probably use some song from that montage of like, you know, him training in the in the snow. There's no easy way out. Easy way out. Yeah, that's probably the one. Yep. Oh, this is my this is my favorite pick of all time is the Rocky Four soundtrack. Fucking slaps. Dude, I know. I know. How can you not get hyped to that, right? Like just it's so good. Holy shit. Um, or I'd probably do like I'm just a girl by no doubt. Like good jam. That's actually a really like, good song. But that's really good song and it, it's it's you know it's good it's good so yeah yeah tragic kingdom's a great album like sunday morning even like don't speak's a great song but yeah that whole album's uh, great yeah don't speak is so good uh yeah she is incredible so yep. I, maybe i'll do one of those yeah yeah i ain't no hollaback girl let's end with this what are three things that you're grateful for today oh uh, well, we've been talking a lot about jujitsu. So yes, jujitsu is up there. Um, I'm very grateful for jujitsu. I'm I'm really grateful for my boyfriend. So he he trains jujitsu. He is our our leg lock coach. Um, but he's an incredible human. So I'm very grateful for him. And I would say I'm really grateful for this sounds maybe cheesy, but like social media, because this is the only way that I would have met you and networked with yeah. you, you know, and with anyone who I've ever networked with. So I'm very grateful for it. As much as people harp on social media and think it's like <sighs> toxic, um, yeah. this this is the part where it's very fulfilling and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, you can definitely find the positive out of it. There is a lot of negatives, but you can definitely like yes. stop blocking it and like not really read it and stuff. I, yes. I'm petty as shit. So when I see a negative comment, it takes me everything to not say something back. I'm like Tom yeah. Petty, but I, I've stopped doing that. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, this is good. We are making progress. <laughs> making a little bit of progress. But yeah, hey, I have the chirp back. I, I'm i like, just because a guy has a mental health podcast doesn't mean he can't start some shit. That's right. Exactly. And you can. Th th there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. just just go, I don't know, meditate later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you do it. Go get Ambada yeah. Uma Platted and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Slick Vic, Vicky Magyar. I got it again right. Yes. Thank you so you much it. for coming on. You're an incredible person. Keep doing what you're doing. Never stop and just keep being a good person because that's you're a great person, actually. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So are you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's another episode of 2010 Minutes. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. I will see you soon. intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.